Empire. What if I told you you could control Johnny Football? Truthfully, uh, everybody's had the idea. Everybody that's ever watched professional sports has <laughs> had this idea. I think we're the, uh, the, the four of us are the crazy, the ones crazy enough to actually go do it. But everybody's watched, you know, uh, their their sport of choice and screamed at the television and gone, "Are you kidding?" That's Patrick Dees, co-founder and chief gaming officer of the Fan Controlled Football League, where real games with real pros meets the esports world in real time. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Patrick Dees was once an owner of an indoor football league team in Utah. He has extensive gaming background, and he decided it was time to merge the interests. And considering where sports and content are going, it makes a lot of sense. And his vision is shared with, among other notable investors slash team owners, Trevor May, major league pitcher and big-time gamer. Our guests this week are Patrick Dees, the co-founder and chief gaming officer for the fan-controlled football league, and new Mets pitcher Trevor May, who is one of the owners of one of the teams in the league. Thank you both for being here. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Good to be here. I mean, I think it's self-explanatory, Patrick, but do you want to tell everybody what the fan-controlled football league is? No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is exactly what you would think it is. We are, uh, you know, ostensibly we're building Madden in real life. We are the kind of fusion of traditional sports and esports, and it's a football league, a traditional football league, where there are actual guys on the field and fans at home are controlling everything that's going on on the field, just like you would with a game of Madden. The fans choose everything from all these branding elements of the teams. They're naming the teams. They're, they just landed on Trevor's team's logo, the mascots. They make personnel decisions week to week. They're, you know, they're drafting each week. And then fans actually call plays in real time during the course of the game. So, again, it's not unlike Madden. You're that lean forward experience. You're involved in everything that happens on and off the field with every one of you, uh, with, it, with your team. All right, very cool. Trevor, how did you get involved with it? Well, uh, it started with a uh, with a cold email. It's funny, Patrick and I just talked. Uh, and um, it started the cold email from from someone from the team. And uh, I've been uh, pretty active on Twitch for the last uh, about five years now. Um, and uh, I kind of got started when it was a little bit more rare for uh, people with that are professional athletes full time to uh, kind of foray into the live streaming side of things. And uh, it became really a really interesting. Uh, concept at first for me, just like how I could do it and how I could uh, uh, activate my personality and the things that I like to do and kind of like to entertain people. I mean, that's I, I think that's why I gravitated towards sports when I was young, and I've I've always done things like that. So uh, it, it just made sense. And then, uh, but even even bigger than that, I got really really interested in the uh, in the business and economics side uh, of of you know why uh, live streaming has become such a such a huge part of I don't know pop culture at this point um uh, you know I was part of the huge Fortnite craze in 2018-2019 with the with the big big growth of all these huge streamers and the things of that nature so uh, uh I witnessed firsthand the power uh the growing the staying power and the growing power of this of this whole idea that um eyeballs uh especially the younger generation are, are huge huge onto the live streaming platforms 
And uh, I, because of my experience in professional sports, I'm very interested in how those two worlds are going to uh, uh, connect in, in a, every way possible. And this was just a direct connection. Um, so I, I'm a huge believer in people uh, or in fans or, or viewers or, you know, chat, as I call them, um, having, <laughs> having a direct connection to uh, the broadcaster or the broadcast and having uh, uh, and, and feeling like they're participating and having a real impact of what's happening on their screens. I think that that is something that uh, uh, we are just scratching the surface for. And uh, I think that if you do that in a, in a professional sports contest that already has a huge, huge fan base as it is, there's some, there's some, uh, it's really hard to even project how, how big that could possibly be. So yeah, I heard that. It just made sense. All the things that I, I, you know, my professional sports background and then how, how it connects with uh, live streaming and, and uh, uh, live interaction with the, with the fan base. It just made all the sense in the world. So yeah, I have we a... were really, uh, we were really excited about Trevor. Obviously, he's got a, a big presence on Twitch, and uh, you know, with this league is kind of the first professional sports league purpose built for Twitch. So it takes takes advantage of all of these bespoke Twitch technologies. They create this really incredible experience. You know, like uh, one of the and one of the technologies they built is what we call an extension, and it's a visual overlay that sits on top of the screen, which allows the, the actual live stream of actual guys playing football look and feel like a video game. So fans will actually be able to click in real time on their screen, and Trevor just had such a big presence on, on Twitch. We saw what he was doing. He clearly understands the business side of this, and each one of these teams is owned by big personalities like Trevor. He, clearly, he just got it. So, you know, the other owners are, are guys like Mike Tyson, uh, Richard Sherman, Marshawn Lynch, Quavo are all owners in this league. Um, and then seeing, uh, you know, Trevor's gamer DNA on Twitch just makes too much sense not to get involved. Patrick, what's your background? Like, how, how did this idea come up for you? <laughs> so, uh, you get asked a lot about that idea. And I think, truthfully, uh, everybody's had the idea. Everybody that's ever watched professional sports has <laughs> had this idea. I think we're the, uh, the, the four of us are the crazy, the ones crazy enough to actually go do it. But everybody's watched, you know, uh, their, their sport of choice and screamed at the television and gone, are you kidding me? Fans have had and wanted to have a voice for a really long time. Um, where I'm a technology guy, um, myself and, and three of the other co-founders are all technology guys. We've all been part of venture backed venture backed companies that, uh, that have, we've had exits and whatnot. Um, I personally am a huge gamer. Trevor and I were talking about this just the other day, but you know, I grew up not even learning about football through my father. He's, my dad is the best father. I think a lot of folks uh, learn about sports through their parents and mom and dad. My dad was a great dad and wanted to spend time with us, but he was a vocal ensemble guy in choir. He was a, in, in high school. He was a drama nerd. And so I actually learned the rules of football uh, through playing Madden, through playing football video games, and then sitting with my dad on Sunday and explaining what was going on, on on the screen. Like, he actually cared, you know? He was like, oh, that's great. That's the 4-3 defense, cool. But I think, so for me, the idea of real-time play calling has always been coupled with my live sports experience. And when uh, when we were looking down the barrel of another exit, we were about to sell this company, it was, hey, look, what are those things that you're passionate about? I'm a huge gamer, like like Trevor, very passionate about uh, you know, live sports. It's that last bastion of, like, authentic drama. And so, like, how do we fuse those two? How do we give fans a voice in traditional sports? And we, we started down the path of building this league. All right. So here's the big question, Trevor, since you are athlete. What if I could tell you which pitch to throw in a game? How, how would you actually feel about that? Uh, I would feel uh, here, here's where my mindset goes. In the context that I'm in, uh, I will sometimes 
be have have pride and and be prideful and, and stubborn when it comes to that stuff. But then at the same time, I, I understand the the exceptional value of content. And uh, there's actually a, a a little event I'm putting together where I'm going to pitch to content creators uh, and see because I've had a, I've had a lot of people talking noise, a lot of my friends. Uh, saying they can hit my fastball. None of them can touch it. Nobody can. Like There won't be a foul ball hit, but I need to prove that. And so that's a little bit of my pride. But at the same time, I know that I'm not gaining anything from a, you know, baseball baseball street cred standpoint from striking out a bunch of guys that don't play baseball. So it's 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 one of those things where you got to weigh it, weigh that. But again, like, I, and, and I know, I know I'm not them and I'm not speaking for everybody here, but, you know, there's a lot of guys that are seeing this as an opportunity, players in this league. Uh, uh, so I think there's going to be a lot of guys involved that get it and understand like it's it's a different kind of fun than they they had playing uh, football before possibly. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity for them, um, and it's maybe it maybe it could maybe line them up for opportunities that they they haven't gotten yet. Um, you know, I, I know that it, it, it's similar to the to way other uh, other leagues uh, alternative to the NFL, namely the XFL and things. They they provided opportunities for for for, there's just so many football players, and there's only so many spots in the NFL. So, uh, you know, I, from from an athlete standpoint, in, in my opinion, if I felt like there was more in me, and I had the, I was good enough to play at the next level outside of the last level I just played at, um, and I'm just looking for 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 an in and an opportunity to show what I've got, uh, um, I, I I would jump at this opportunity, and I think that it would be it's it's. It's it's super cool, and especially when you know these younger guys. Probably a lot of them are going to be in their early twenties, fresh out of college. Uh, you know they they're they're in that Gen Z group. They understand how this whole streaming thing, and it's, it's all part of it's all part of uh, uh, kind of life now. So uh, I think that even they might even be thinking more in that context, just naturally, than I would have at that age. Uh, you know, in twenty two thousand nine, right? So uh, you know, I I there is a little bit of like, is this you know, is this is this what I'm used to? Is this like the quote unquote super like every game is so you know everything's so important that we're we're uh, uh we're keeping all our secrets to best and stuff i mean no it isn't that but at the same time it's it's an incredible opportunity and it, it has just uh, there's no i don't I, there's no ceiling in sight for what this thing could be and and that that will that will translate to uh you know helping these players achieve their goals too uh- well, let me talk a little bit about I mean, So it, I think it's different in the sense that, you know, uh, for where Trevor is, I totally can understand why he wouldn't want people calling his pitches. But first of all, football players traditionally aren't calling their own plays, right? That is being called in by an offensive coordinator. And we're just putting fans in that position. And fans, fans' football IQ is higher than it's ever been before. With the advent of Madden and fantasy football, fans know the game, like inside and out. And so they can have an opportunity throughout the season to be part of film, to watch, like, you know, uh, participate in a bunch of, like, off-field stuff. So they're going to know the players. They're going to know the plays. Um, and the other piece of it is two other pieces to make sure that those plays are, are getting called are good. First of all, we always want to put fans in a position to be successful. So the algorithm, there's a technology that says, hey, we're only surfacing plays that we want called in this situation based on this down and distance. So you can't you can't throw a Hail Mary on first down. That's, you know, I mean, maybe if the coach had game planned it that way. You can't put in your grandma on second down. There's a curated <laughs> list of, at most, at the highest skill level, there's eight plays that you could choose from. So it's not the whole playbook. We've got to keep things moving. 
Um, and then the second piece of it is you're graded on how well you do, right? Like if Trevor, we, we call it fan IQ. So Trevor's been calling plays from the beginning of the season. He's been doing well. He levels up and earns more fan IQ. So his vote is also going to carry way more weight than mine is. So worst case, I can pick a play that will work well. Trevor knows all of this stuff. His fan IQ is higher. He's a level 17. He's leveled up, and he's actually vote's going to carry a lot more weight. So we combine those two things. We take the, the product on the field very seriously. Like, we are putting together an incredibly uh, competitive group of guys who, are, to Sheriff's point, are looking at a shot at that next level. But they're also looking at a shot at creating their own brand and being part of, you know, kind of the future of sports. Um, and not one of these guys in this league uh, is, is concerned about where that play is calling from. Is coming from, you know, it's the different, different caliber of athletes can be really successful in this league. The guys that are going to be, you know, successful are the guys that are engaging with the fans off the field, right? Because yeah. if they're engaging with the fans, they're streaming on Twitch, they're creating content, their number is consequently going to be called more on the field. So, um, you know, the, the, our guys and the guys that we're, we're choosing for this league are really excited about it. One more real life scenario, and then I'll let it go. Um, at the time of this taping, about a week ago, the defensive coordinator of the Jets was fired for making a ridiculous call of a zero cover blitz in a game with 30 seconds left. And the only thing that can't happen happened a bomb. So can the players veto what the fans decide if they think that this is really the wrong thing to do at a critical moment? So, uh, there's not a system that we're building that would allow players to veto it. We're actually putting in some contingencies that a coach could potentially, uh, we're going to vote on that rule, but could potentially have one veto per game. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's still sports. The fans, you know, for whatever reason, if, if, if players choose not to run the play that's chosen, then they're probably not going to be drafted again or chosen for that for that that team the next week, right? They're ah, just not going to yeah. have a shot anymore. And so, you know, if they're not they're not executing on what the fans choose, there's going to be you know real life consequences. I'm air quoting for their for their playing time going forward because fans make those decisions. Um, so no, so there's not a system in which like you know players can look at it and go, nope, veto. Yeah, like you said, I think the important thing to remember too is uh, the 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 fans that then by you know especially by the last week of the season, the fans that are making the best decisions more often are going to have the most weight to make. Yeah. So like over time, the more data that thing pulls in, you know, theoretically it's supposed to uh, give the, 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 the more, the, the closer to correct answer or, or at least the right play in the right situation. Similar. If you think about, you know, any sport, like, like you're just trying to high low risk, high reward, making as many of those situations as possible. I think it's, it's going to be, it's going to be the, the incentive to not quote unquote meme and just like go try really risky stuff yeah. will be much, much farther the other way, making the right my call. I'll get back into the fan control football league for a moment, but, but Trevor, I'm curious about your perspective on all of this. Cause you're, you're actively involved in this. This is a very new form of content consumption. That's way more inclusive than anything really major league baseball or some of these you know traditional leagues offer to their fans and i think you're kind of seeing the light of what content looks like for a modern fan in many different ways um do you see a future where some of these old traditional sports start following this type of path and finding ways to be inclusive and social with their fans absolutely i think that um i you know what i i i Frankly, I am in the slowest moving sport in terms of everything you just said by far. Like not even, not even remotely close from 
from how we manage uh, media through our central BAM and, and, and like just everything is, everything is kind of gate kept from a, from a fan standpoint, their, their access to players is very, very limited. If a player doesn't do it on them on their own. Um, and there's just not a lot of pathways through the league itself that is, that is really like intuitive and, and easy to do. Uh, everything feels like it's a hassle. And uh, frankly, the MLB owns, everything so uh, uh the incentive to do it isn't high so i think that uh, as a proof of concept and i know yeah uh, from at least the branding side and stuff you know th- this group did 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 uh, a lot of the stuff with the uh with the salt lake uh, arena league team the screaming eagles and uh, um then that that showed people loved it um everything i've read and seen they love they loved that they got to participate in even even some of just the kind of uh, uh cosmetic stuff so I think that listening to the fans at the end of the day, like like professional sport, like guys, it it, it came up depending on what you're talking about. Baseball got incredibly popular through the, you know, 50 years ago and has has continued to go from from there. But when it, when it became popular, it was kind of a new thing. People were like, why are we watching people play a game right now? Because they didn't have time back then. Like they, it was very very frivolous. Um, and now that it's become a little bit less frivolous and a little easier to access got to remember the roots of where sport came from people need to watch it and they need to enjoy themselves and, and we're, we're just at the step now where access is, is is becoming the way that you create that enjoyment uh, more and more and more with the technology around the world where everyone's getting access to everything um and so sport needs to follow that model and needs to do it quickly uh or people will just kind of find something else to, and we're seeing it and i, I i'm i'm very very open to trying a lot of this stuff I, I know we're doing a lot of things in baseball that are kind of behind the scenes uh kind of really really focusing on home runs really really focusing on strikeouts this is the more more exciting emotion this, those are the heightened emotion moments in in games and we're having more and more and more of them you know um, that's not on that's not on, on accident that's on purpose yeah um, and so but but yes it's definitely something that the transition needs to be made um, more and more and more, and chances need to be taken a little bit just to get kids and fans and everyone enjoying themselves and feeling like their fandom means something. Um, and that's just that's that's the that's the change in the world. It's not going away, and there's no way to really fight it out. Yeah, I, it's access, though. I mean, the modern fan wants access, and you're in that wave of going on Twitch and literally connecting to them. And as you still want, I mean, what are the moments that stick out of a baseball game when they put a mic on somebody in the outfield and the broadcasters are literally talking to them in the game? It's been very slow moving, though. And what you guys are creating here is a very different access level league. Granted, new, nascent, and you're going to have to find your audience, but it's just attacking it from a completely different mentality, really. Absolutely. And and it, it if you're traditionally... Uh, inclined and you're 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 focused a lot on how things have always been and, and that's what you enjoyed about it. Um, I think it's really important to be open-minded to to trying trying this stuff and get going in going in with with a little bit of a little bit of a childlike wonder. I, I really do think that uh, uh, it's really it's just important for all sport, not just our league, but uh, all, all sport um, that that a lot of these things are are being implemented because. Um, it's just for the health of the sport and health of the market, but also just from from the the, the enjoyment of, of sports in general. Um, it's just the way that the world's going. Uh, just like it cha- things change, and we've gone through so many renaissances in in sport that that kind of are overlooked from the 
from the steroid era and baseball. Like that's obviously that's not, it, it's kind of a, we think back on that stuff. And we're like, Oh God, we wish that didn't happen. But at the same time, it revitalized baseball in the nineties after the, the strike where the, the season was gone for a year. And, and, you know, the home run, the home run race between Sammy Sosa and Mark Wire was one of the coolest things I've ever seen as a, as a baseball yeah. fan. One of the yeah. big reasons I wanted to be a player. Uh, and that's, I wouldn't be here without stuff like that. Um, yeah. And, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, whatever your, whatever your, uh, your opinion on it, how value or how good it was, you know, for the game, it, it, you got, you have to respect the idea that people were watching and more people watched then than they did before. And, uh, this is, I think this is a really, really, really bold step in just like, Hey, here's all these tools. Here's, here's how we see this stuff playing out and, 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 and all sport changing. And we're just going to, we're going to freaking do it all like right now. <laughs> yeah. Brand new. Just yeah. Play, let's do it all. Uh, you, see, you see why we were excited about having Trevor Bayes be part of the league. The guy just gets it. It's, it's how people are. Confused. Look, I'm a huge football fan. I don't have three and a half hours to watch a football game anymore. I just don't. Right. This is how people are consuming content. Gen Z and, and older, they're consuming content in, in smaller bits. So that we try to like build the league where those eyeballs are on Twitch using technologies they're used to, like that, that, that visual overlay, and then formatting it. Games are an hour long. It's a running clock. They're calling plays for their favorite play, for their favorite team. They're in, they're out, and then they're doing the next thing. Um, and so, again, really trying to rethink. If we were, we're rethinking football for the digital age. If it were invented now, this is what it would look like. It would be an hour with a running clock, and there'd be no kicking because nobody ever has screamed, yes, here comes the kicker, <laughs> those types of things. And so um, we're, we're obviously pretty excited about it and excited about it. Uh, Having Trevor here too. Uh, Patrick, tell me a little bit about just you are taking this from okay. I am the Uber fan. This is how I want my sports to look like, um, and then and turning uh-huh. it into actuality here. So, what are people like you, like minded fans, telling you as you are being guided through this about how to build this in a way that succeeds in the way that you're trying to go? It's such a good question. We're looking at two kind of two cohorts, right? There's, there's Uber sports fans, and then and then fans of gaming, right? Like, I mean, we're almost approaching this much more as um, like a, you know uh, a a game first before anything else. You are gamified as a fan. You are you are uh, gaining. I we talked a little bit about experience. We're gaming. You gain fan IQ as you go, and so we're, we spend a lot of time thinking about what is it like to play a modern AAA video game and what is the process? What is that tutorialization process? What are those mechanics where I can pick it up? It's really accessible. And then there's a, you know, a, 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 there's a, it's easy, it's easy and accessible to pick up, but a really high skill ceiling. So, um, you know, our, our, our two sources of inspiration were like, what are fans looking for, which is, you know, tr- traditional, they want high caliber excitement on the field. They want like unparalleled access. And then what do gamers want? They want something that's accessible, again, with this high skill ceiling. So we're building something that's really easy to pick up. There'll be a lot of nuance and ways to learn. Um, and, and again, the, the more you engage with it, the more you're rewarded, the more vote, weight your vote carries in the league. So that's kind of how we've built our approach here. All right, Trevor, I'll give you the last word. Um, clearly, you know, you are way ahead of the curve with engagement with fans and modern technology and access and all of that. Are you alone in clubhouses in Major League Baseball, or are there a lot more athletes like you out there? Uh, the transition, the transition is happening very quickly. I would say it's much, much more prevalent in the in the NFL at the moment. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of young guys. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is a guy that stands out in my head um, who is leaned leaned way into it. I think it starts a lot with uh, with kind of representation. I think a lot of agencies are actually transitioning to creating a lot of those tools so that when they bring on someone 
who is younger or, or doesn't have a lot of experience with just generally being a professional athlete, they can kind of hit them with a suite of tools like, hey, we should set all this stuff up for you so you have the ability to do the things that you like to do. Um, so that, that, I think that is, that is something that I know that my agency is something I'm helping them do. Um, I'm creating like a lot of those pathways. Um, but, but uh, yeah, and the NBA is doing a really good job too um, now with, with kind of just as their league. It, uh, it's kind of like their, their social media uh, uh, strategy is to like provide access to their players and do it in a digital way. They're very digital um, thinking. And, uh, but yeah, I, I've seen, especially in the last three years, like it was just me. And then, you know, there'll be a, one other guy pop up. For Here's a prime example. I was in, I've been in the clubhouse with the last year and a half with uh, Sergio Romo. He's been in the MLB for a very long time, three, three-time World Series champion. And he's, and he's, but he's a, he's like, a, he's a very a bubbly personality. Like he's always happy. He's like, just, he's always like, loves to strike up conversations with people. And he loves to talk. He just loves talking. So I was like, dude, you should, and he loves video games. So I'm like, you should talk in front of people while you play video games. Uh, and so now he streams. And he's he's gotten way into it in the last couple of years. He's like, he, I get texts every week like, "Hey man, should I buy this? Should I get this? What should I get for this? What what game should I play? Oh, dude, I saw you playing that game. Should we play that game?" And I was like, "Yeah, do all the stuff that you're saying, please." Uh, and so I'm converting people slowly, slowly but surely. Even people who didn't have social media uh, leave the leave being a teammate of mine with their social media kind of moving a little bit. So um, I'm seeing the transition. Um, and we you know, we got some other guys in the league. Uh, Marcus Stroman, who is going to be a teammate of mine this the coming year. Has, has been really, really active and being accessible, at least on Twitter, um, uh, at least social media, he replies and makes sure that he's, he's interacting with people and that, that mindset's important. And then a guy like Trevor Bauer who just started his own production company and he, he eats, sleeps and breathes baseball. And so he, and he knows that market is something that he can capture on, on a day-to-day basis and it helped that he won a Cy Young this year. So he's, he's doing it just about <laughs> as good or, or better than anybody in the league. I would, I would say in terms of, in terms of just like, uh, reach and 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 tools that he's built around himself. He, he's he's got me even um, with growth on his YouTube channel and stuff. Uh, you know, I give him I I, I give him those props. Uh, you know, but his hobby is baseball and his and his job. My hobby is way different, so it's harder for me. But uh, uh, yeah, it's great. It's been it's been great to see a lot of people buy in. I get lots of questions about it. The quarantine actually got a lot of people just trying streaming. We did yeah. players MLB league with thirty different baseball players playing in the league, which was kind of unprecedented and I didn't think we'd be able to pull that off and we did it very easily which was which was crazy so yeah definitely there's there is a movement it's starting but it's in its infant stages for sure and Patrick uh if fans want to get engaged with the with the fan controlled football league how do they do it thank you for asking uh we are uh, we're at fcf.io or fancontrol.football either way go there sign up for a team you choose from the owner that is the coolest. I'm going to recommend Trevor May and the Zappers. The line with the with the uh, the owner, the, the the team that you think is uh, most most consistent with your personality, and then go starting go start to vote. We're doing uh, we just finished the uniform votes. Um, there's a there we're going through all of the branding exercises for these teams all the way up to the beginning of the season in February. But uh, join now FCF.io. All right, Patrick Dees, co-founder, chief gaming officer of the fan-controlled football league and one of the owners, New York Mets pitcher Trevor May. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, Trevor. On the next Future Sport podcast, the trading card market has changed. It doesn't age like fine wine anymore. It explodes in the moment. A a big reason for this resurgence is that people are essentially um, using sports cards as athlete stocks. Um, And this has been a 
uh, a trend that's been happening over the past few years. And the reason why is for current athletes, um, the card price is directly correlated to how the player's performing. That's Scott Greenberg, co-founder and CEO of StarStock, where collectible cards go to be part stock market, part Sotheby's. That'll do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. The Future Sport Podcast is brought to you by Three Advanced, developers of sports tech apps that are AI-powered and UX-focused. So if you're looking to create some apps for your startup or your sports biz calls for some artificial or business intelligence, you should check out 3Advance. They're incredible. Go to 3Advance.com. That's the number 3Advance.com.